This is the Reading Aloud Podcast. I'm Marisol Collette. And I'm Adam Collette. And you love us because we love you. We sure do. And let's get to today's conversation. (laughs) First of the year. First of the year. First podcast of 2024. 2024. 2024. Yeah. A friend of mine said we're moving from 20 Jordan to 20 Kobe. I feel like I know that this is basketball. Michael Jordan wore 23 and Kobe Bryant wore 24. Kobe cheese. Are you... R.I.P. Oh, Kobe Jack cheese. They don't sell it anymore? I love that that's where your mind went. Babe, I knew what... Okay, okay. He did die? Is he an older person? No, it was tragic. That was the plane crash? Helicopter. Oh, my God. It's terrible. That is terrible. Yeah. Oh... Did that him happen? and his daughter? No, yeah, I know. I don't. I don't want to talk about that. It's too. Yeah. It's too. It, I can't with kids. Did that happen when we were in California? No. Okay, it happened before that. It happened around this time, like December, a couple of years ago. And the only reason I remember that is because we went to a holiday party that day. I looked at my phone and I was like, "Oh wow, Kobe Bryant just died." So it didn't happen. The next year when we went to California? Or were you just showing me where he had been living? I have no recollection of talking about... COVID year. Yeah. The year we were patient zero for COVID in California. I think it might have happened after that. I don't remember. Is Michael Jordan still alive? Yes. How old is he? I don't know. Probably in his 60s. So a spring chick. Spring chick. 50s? Maybe late 50s? I don't know. So we're talking about intentions. Folks listening to the podcast have been saying this uh, feedback of, you know, y'all are really intentional people. And they're talking about it in the context of the baby decision. And they're saying y'all can't make a wrong decision because you're so intentional and whatever decision you make will be as thoughtful as possible. When we set our intentions, this is when it happens. Mm -hmm. Why do you think we are intentional people? What led us to being like that? Here's my answer to that, but I will also say that you're the driver of this, so you get to answer. But my answer would be so that the moment doesn't pass without presence and so that the moment is rich and so that the time period that you're being intentional about, it doesn't just happen with weddings, which is fine. Everybody can do it the way they want. But a lot of people will say, I just did it because this is how it's always been done. And that's, again, fine because of tradition. Tradition is beautiful, but it isn't always in line with what the person believes or, or what they want. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a little bit about being the driver of your own life. Yeah. Again, you brought intention to the table more than I did, ritual, etc. So why? You know, the simplest way I can put it is you're creating moments and you're making memories. It's this delicate balance between work, letting things happen and flow, and then having no expectations. I mean, that's what faith is, doing the footwork and then letting go of all let expectations. It, exactly, exactly. So that so you're it's participating. A faithful, it's a faithful life too, yeah. What's your, what came to mind? Well, we got called out by your mom on, she was like, I really haven't heard about the spiritual side of some of your conversations. She was particularly talking about the fertility journey. I haven't heard about the spiritual side, which both of our jaws hit the floor because we feel like we talk about the spiritual side of things. I mean, we just mentioned faith, which is why it came to my mind, but we 
talk about the like spiritual side of things constantly. <laughs> now, admittedly, we don't say God a lot, and we're not talking about it in a more like dogmatic religious sense. And I guess it just came up in that moment. Like we think we do and doing things with intention. So thinking about the bigger impact, the impact on others and taking time for that is a spiritual practice for us. You know, anytime anybody has a reflection, that is their experience. So it's, that's how she sees it. You know, that's how she sees it. So there's something for her that she wants to hear more about. Right. And I actually have people say that regularly. That's feedback regularly to us is, I wanted to hear more about X, Y, Z. So I don't know exactly how to do that. It's it's one of two ways. It's either longer podcasts, which we don't really want to do, or more intention into our podcasts of what we're going to say and what we're going to talk about, which takes away from a very special part because as listeners know, we do not rehearse. We do not talk about what we're going to talk about before. Sometimes we may mention a topic but like it's very ad hoc and I think that makes this podcast very special. That being said, we tend to jump around on topics a lot and therefore we don't dive deep into things because topics that people go deep in, they're well-researched, they have whoa, facts. Whoa, whoa. And, you but know, we're not of. facts because we're just people, but also uh, <laughs> we go super deep. We're go, we go super deep. We talk about everything. Truly it is each person has a different thing that they want to get out of it. You know, they're like, oh, I want to hear more about this. But that just may not be the thing that's up for us, but that might maybe be the thing that's up for them. Right. So there's no really way of anticipating Well, I mean, again, just bringing it back, the whole point of the podcast, not that we are experts on relationship communication or this topic. It's that listeners have an ability to hear us as a married couple work through life have conversations about it, and that and therefore inspires conversation and further connection out into the world because we both believe that there needs to be more dialogue between people. But let's be clear that there are a lot of people who are saying, you know, I I want my partner or spouse to be listening to this or I really got a lot out of this. I mean, people aren't listening because... Well, whatever. Some people are nosy. The other part, the other part is that there that there is wisdom here. There's not. I'm not. Yeah. I mean that this isn't an internationally listened to podcast because there's not something to it. Right. Other than people like to be up in people's business, and we're yeah. letting. Yeah, we're, we're letting, letting opening the doors. Whatever. Okay. So intention. The thing that I've learned from setting our intentions is, and we have a what do you call that stuff? The big stuff. Butcher paper. No. Butcher paper is on a roll and you butch it off. Butcher it off. Butch it that's off. Not, that's not a butcher paper. That's uh, that's not butcher paper. It's uh, it's poster pa- It's the stuff that they put at conferences, which you love conferences. Yeah. I always just call it butcher paper. I know what like wax paper is that you rip off. It's not off wax the- paper either. Butcher paper is paper. Listen, so butcher... Flip chart. Yeah. Like it's a flip. It is a flip. It's a chart? Flip chart. Is it a chart? It's flip a chart. chart. Okay. So we've got our flip chart from the top. The first, is it, do we have it all the way back to 2015 or the first time we ever did it? I think the first time we ever wrote it down, which was 2017 or maybe six, 17. I think it was the first time we, we actually flip chart. That doesn't sound flip right. Flip chart. Butcher paper. And actually wrote it down. In 2017, we did a one, five, and 10-year intention vision board. Yeah. Have we already talked about the fact that- I think we did last on, year. On our intentions, it 
because we talked about it last year because we were going into our five year or we were rounding out our fifth no, year. No, 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 no. Maybe, whatever, that at some point it said one or two kids. But it was everything else is exact money numbers, exact things like you had said at some point because we just didn't know if we were ever going to be able to buy a house, which we did, and you said keys on an island by the garage that you drop dropping keys keys. on an island when you walk into the house that you own we have that exactly we have that yeah it's not a manifestation thing i want to be really cautious about that it's just that this house so happened to have the thing that you the exact thing that you wrote down and one or two kids and here we are but you know what we made a decision the second kid we did we're not gonna tell it no So this is not going to be verbatim, but this was a business coach that both of us have a ton of respect for. She was reflecting on this previous year. And in her quote, she says, at the beginning of 2023, I set the intentions. I picked a word. I made the vision board kind of like I did all the things like the, you know, the stereotypical things that people do at the beginning of the year. We don't really use the word re- resolutions are kind of in a whole weird other category. They're a little bit more like there's something about the word. The They're di- just associated with weight loss, basically, right. and do- and doing a bunch of things that are really hard to attain. So there's a lot of association with with failure with it. And that's because resolutions have been the word since, you know, since we were since kids. Whatever. And now yeah. there's more. But it's the same idea, essentially. It's just a little bit more intentional about it. Anyway. It's things to- you're going to do versus versus more thematic or ideas. But I think this is important because intention, again, is footwork for goals or ideas, beliefs that you want to hold, outcomes that you want, like health. But how you get to health is really up in the air at that point. But things like that versus I'm going to work out five times a week. Right, exactly. Yep. In this quote that she post that she had, she was like, I'm, you know, I'm reflecting back and I did all the things and I achieved all of them in ways that I never planned on, basically. And I think that that's the that's just a, such a beautiful reflection of why we do this and why I think it is a incredible process of being intentional or specifically setting intentions things that you are focused on at the beginning of a year because it helps you chart a path and you don't know where it's going to end up. That's the no expectations thing. You don't know if you're going to quote unquote be at that exact point. You don't know if you're not going to be there. You don't know if you're going to be somewhere else, but you're just, you, you don't have expectation of where you're ending up. You're giving yourself the permission to walk down that path. I think that that's a beautiful thing. And I really resonated with that outlook. Like, Hey, I set intentions None of them came to be like I thought that they would, yet everything that I wanted to accomplish, I did. There's a lot to that. You can sit with that for a while. Like, that's that's cool shit to me. Mm-hmm. That's life. Mm-hmm. That's life. That's gratitude. Mm, gratitude. So you were making me think, so somebody recently sent me a post from Andrea Gibson, the poet, and started kind of going down and listening to a lot of what they said. And the two things that stood out to me, one is um, going to bed every night and writing themselves a text over something they're grateful for so that when they wake up in the morning, they can hold that. They can see it from the day before and see it into the next day to extend the life of the gratitude. 
they have terminal cancer. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot about living life, which we have had so many people in our lives live life with deeper intention here. There we go. This is a great example because of tragedy in their lives, whether to them or someone they love. And intention then creates a, again, a connection to the present moment of we are, I am going to choose this. That How I get there, I don't know, because I can't plan that. But I'm going to choose to turn my attention towards this intention. And that changes your life. So for Andrea, the other thing that they said was that right after they found out that the cancer was back or, and un- incurable, they went on a drive with their partner because going out in nature and looking at nature is one of the most beautiful things. And they said, I found my head hanging. Or I I said to Meg, my head is hanging. I can't look. And Meg said, yeah, what's going on? And Andrea says, I just am afraid to see all the things that I love that I'm going to lose in the near future. And then they said that they did the bravest thing they could, which was to raise their head Mm. and look. Mm. Intention also is choosing to desire things, choosing to want and desire, choosing to put yourself out there in a vulnerable way. It's brave. It's, I think it's brave. That is an incredible story. That's an incredible story. And it's a brave story. And, you know, when you create intentional space for people, it's a brave, vulnerable act. Because you have to trust that those people, I think a lot of the reason sometimes people aren't intentional is because there's fear about being seen or failing. For a lot of people, that this just isn't something they grew up with. So there might be a fear or a resistance or an unknown about it. But hopefully what we're going to talk about is what the value is for us and that it also, it takes time and it is a ritual. And I think that the other thing that I feel is there's this, I'm really looking forward to our intention setting because there's a fear that I'm going to roll into next year, having not really set my intention for things that I need to be different. Because there was a lot of, I talked about burnout and tired and overwhelm at the end of 2023. I don't want to wake up in April and be like, oh, things are looking a lot the same. Mm -hmm. But it takes time. And sometimes people don't know what they want. You know, I hear your context and giving people grace in terms of like, if you're not, if you feel like you're not sitting there and whatever, doing a bunch of intentions at New Year's, it's not a failure or anything. For me, I just get excited about things that have brought me happiness, joy, success in my life. And I want to share that. Yeah, no, but we were just talking about why people don't. And sometimes it's fear. And sometimes it is fear. It's just not always fear. Yeah, it's not always fear. But it is unknown, you know. Yeah. Um, So I was just saying it's a brave act to create intentional space because you have to trust that other people are going to interact and appreciate it. When you put yourself out there or you put a space out there, it's a vulnerable place. But... In my experience, not enough people create that. And so we live in a society where when somebody does, it's a novel thing. So for example, our wedding, we had like a little blessings hoop. And we asked people to write little blessings and then hang them on this hoop. And then we walked through them. And lots of people have uh, something like this. Like there's, you know, we were at a wedding where you wrote a little thing, you know, a little saying on a Jenga block and then people played Jenga. All that stuff. It's like that's creating intentional space, you know, because it's creating a space where people can be creative 
and to give themselves to a situation that then you are like benefiting from. So when we were creating that, there was there was some skepticism about whether it would work or not specifically the like the blessing tunnel and yeah i mean that's where that that's just an example of that like vulnerability right the skepticism was whether or not people would engage in it and so there was definitely a sense with it of are people going to do this and and what does that what does that mean it means because for people to do it they have to be willing to bless us Yes. And it's a balance between like anytime you're hosting or creating something, you know, you're balancing between giving people like the freedom to be and also providing some sort of intentional time and activity. Because if you have zero structure, then people end up just being like, you know, one book that really is amazing that goes into this a lot that I read this past year was The Art of Gathering. And it was just talking about how sometimes gatherings it is a vulnerable place to create a gather to essentially make memories and make moments. And I think, you know, the more overworked we are and stressed in our society, you know, it's, it's harder to create this. It's harder to create experiences where everybody's a part of it and engaged. Even playing board games, do this. Playing board games with your family, like create space. And sometimes it's really hard to motivate people to play well, a board game. Well, so at your birthday, I asked everybody, we had a potluck, and I asked everybody who came to bring a word, a song, a phrase of appreciation, because your love language is words of appreciation. So I thought that's a beautiful gift. Don't bring... Is it affirmation? Words of affirmation? Words of affirmation. I know them. (laughs) And mine's touchity, touch, touch. Pertussis. Pertussini. Yep, that one took it into the actual drain. <laughs> Words of affirmation. Yes, thank you. And and we, you know, was we're hanging out. People are. It's like we've been a couple hours, and people are starting to say they're about to leave. And I was like, okay, 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 because it's hard. It's hard to interrupt the group. It's hard to turn it's our attention. Yes, even yeah. for me, having right. asked them to do this for you. Yep. And then you stood there and you received. You did a great job of receiving, by the way. Thanks. Great job. And everybody said the thing, and it it did two things. It made it put a cap on the end of the event. Right. It also gave people the opportunity to love, just to actively love. Right. Because they love you, period, but to engage in an act of love. That's right. It built deeper relationships between people who didn't know each other. And one person said afterward, you have such an amazing group of friends. And all of a sudden, each person who didn't know each other, other than to have just met them that day, saw something about their heart. You're like, right. wow, this person, mm. you know, this is how they share. It's a this beautiful is what example. they feel. Mm-hmm. And then, then the conversation got deeper afterwards and pe- some right. people stayed longer. Right. So there's connection. Connection. And you know what? That's what they will remember from that, from the, you made a memory. I'm re- going to remember the oatmeal you made in the Instapot. Well, that too. <laughs> Why were you even cooking for your own potluck? Because that's what you do. Because that's what I do. What were you going to do? Sit on the couch? No. If you were, you'd have been asleep. Yeah. If you stop, you die. If you stop, yeah, the Macon family motto. If If we stop, stop, we die. die. 
Oh, the one thing I wanted to say about the intentions is when we looked, when we kept looking back, especially with the baby stuff, right? So we tried to, after one year, 2017, because we wanted, we got married in 2016. So 2017, we were, that was January when we decided to start trying for a baby. And in that first year, it said baby. And we did not get a baby until 2021 was when the baby was born. And it is interesting to put out an intention and to, it did not happen on the timeline we wanted, but the things kept happening. With the five years this past year, did we do another five-year plan out? I think we did a bigger one. I think we one. did another one every five years, yeah. I, I would have, I'll have to look. Well, we'll be looking. Yeah, we always review them too, which is the fun part. Look yeah. back. Yeah. It's and, exciting. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this with you, babe. Uh-huh. It's great. I mean, just like the example from the birthday party, have we not done this? Sure. Life would happen. Totally. Nothing would be... Stagnant. Sa- yeah. But th- this is now a special thing that we have created. I mean, it's the same thing. It's like traditions are intentional. Mm -hmm. And so they they come in various ways. They take work and they take work to maintain. And it's the balance between the work that it takes, the letting things flow naturally, the releasing, not trying to overdo it. Because sometimes, you know, you can push it too hard. You know, bringing in God into the conversation, you know, the concept of a still speaking God. You know, so God is still speaking through us. Let's just describe that, meaning there is no stagnant concept of God. There is no rule. The, there is no, like, written determination of what is. It is always evolving as we evolve as humans. So it's just, I think, the idea of uh, God was created at this point and everything that was ever said was said and it was done and that that now we live that way forever and ever. A still speaking God would evolve as we evolve. It gives the word of God and it gives spirituality and religion flexibility to adapt to a changing and growing world while still holding fundamental truths. So basically just love. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Generosity. Exactly. Yeah, so that's just a way in which traditions and intentional things can maintain current for a changing and modern world. And it's it's a part of it. It's just a, a critical piece to incorporating intention into your everyday life. Speaking of everyday life, one of the things about doing this at the start of the year is that there's the natural, and this isn't for everybody, but definitely for many, there's the natural reset of starting the months again and ending after the holidays. And for many people, there's a period of rest from work for some. And it's a reset in a lot of ways for a lot of people. With that, it feels like using the momentum of the reset to set the intentions. This is a time of, for some, hesitation, but for many, a lot of hope. And so with the reset, I think that we sit down and we mark the end of the year and the start of the next year and marking time through ritual is really valuable for us totally and gives us points to look back on and then throughout the year like a word of the year you can call back on that word or the intentions you set at a time that was really hopeful and a fresh start and a reset 
so that when, you know, on July 1st, when it's just another day of the year, sorry for anybody who has the July 1st birthday, but on July 1st, which is just another day of the year for the three of us, we can always look back and be like, what was it that I wanted to feel this year? How did I want this year to go? And it's a really great written thing that was done with intention. I mean, That's you right. know, a yeah. drinking game on totally. this podcast with and the word intention. Yeah. I mean, like to me, it's okay. If I say like, I want to write a little bit more this year, I want to, you know, cultivating writing practice. And for the first three, four months of the year, I write. And then it kind of fades off and summer happens and I don't really pick it back up. Maybe I pick it back up a little bit in the fall. And the way I look at it, because I did that, I wrote for three or four months of the year. Yeah, maybe I didn't write for the full year, but you know what? Had I not had that intention, probably wouldn't have written for those three or four months. That's three or four months more that I wrote that year than not. This is a thing that you've been talking about lately that's, that's, that puts a bug in my butt. To me, I still hold on to the, this idea of an accomplishment. And you have said many times, going to the gym for 10 minutes is bigger and better than not going at all. And I'm like, well... Well, the thing that it's spawning from is the sense of doing small things consistently over a long period of time produces big results. And I think we have an addiction in our society, and it is really apparent at the new year, for making big, grandiose like ideas. Like a person goes out for a run one day and they say, oh, I'm going to run a marathon. We do this all the time. You and I are guilty of this. We go vacation for a place and the first thing we talk about is buying a house there. <laughs> you just go really big, really quick. You go really big, really quick. In an unsustainable, unrealistic way. And that's way. not how change happens. Change happens with real, true, authentic change happens through consistency over a long period of time. Has it been long enough since we were in Montenegro to buy a house now? Maybe. And But we did nothing. But we did nothing. You know, and you get motivated and that's not sustainable. That's You're why training a li- for a half iron? Yeah, an Ironman 70.3. That that's going to happen in like 2077? Yeah, cuz I'm yeah, cuz in 2077. 2026. You know, everybody's like, oh, it's 2024. First of all, two years. But then it was actually started this last year. And you know what you do every time you go swimming? Not that you get better every time, but you, you know, you have gained over the course of time. Yeah. And it's pretty incredible. Yeah. But I don't, you know, it's also a way in which I can incorporate it into my life to where I'll get to that point, but it's a realistic. Nobody can hold a motivation as long as you. (laughs) Well, maybe so. But I, I just want like sustainable, real, authentic change. If every year I do something for three months, if I do that for three or four years, something for three months at the beginning of the year, that'll be another year worth of writing that I will have done in my life as opposed to the person that didn't want to not accomplish after four years and never did any writing. I can almost appreciate that. I just think my mindset is still back in back in the, the ancient days of... Yeah. Of must accomplish all the well, things. Well, had I written for the entire year, that would have been better. Duh. Like, no, I, no, no, no. I'm not, I don't, I don't want to be on my side of the street. I want to <laughs> be on your side of the street. Right. And, and you know, the, the, the fear there is that it's permission to fail. 
Right. Yeah, that's the fear. That is that's the fear, fear, that it's permission to fail. But like how do you hold yourself accountable, in other words? How do you hold yourself? Well, and I think you hold yourself accountable because you have gratitude and appreciation for what you accomplished. And you're positively motivating yourself rather but, than motivating yourself out of but fear we've of talked, failure. We've talked about this, that me having a fear of failure has made it so that certain things feel like failure without acknowledging, like you said, the gratitude of what I've done. It has also gotten me really far by pushing me past my comfortability. And we've talked about how for you, allowing yourself flexibility at times has been too flexible so that there isn't accountability to yourself. And, and that's you, why we're a good man in ways to create change in our life. Because I'm good and you're bad? No. <laughs> no, because you're... We are going to acknowledge in 2024 that I am the funniest person that yeah. you know. Funniest by far and away. So moments like that, you can guffaw, you can belly laugh, you can poop your pants. <laughs> guffaw. Yeah. Oh, new word for 2024. New word. Is that going to be your 2024 word? Yeah. I that's have... also the name of my next pet, guffaw. <laughs> <laughs> it's like slightly like Jafar. <laughs> yeah, I know. I heard that too when you said it. No, look it up. How do you think last year's word, we're going to answer for each other. How do you think last year's word showed up for us? Do you remember my word? Your word was like I'm so bad magical at magician, which cultivating. No, it was magician. It was magician, magician, but then it was then it got altered because I couldn't decide. I tried to even go away for a while. Or magic was it magic? No, nope, magician. Magician. Yeah, it's not a great word. Is <laughs> <laughs> <It's> a noun? <laughs> it was a job title. It was director. Yeah. Right. Well, the directors are not a bad word. I like that one. Yeah, but it was even more of a title because uh-huh. it was. I turned it into Queen Magician. Queen Magician, right? How do you think my word showed up this past year? I think you lost it, and then you discovered that you needed it and found it. What? No, vague, vague. Yeah, lost it. I think you got deep into your work, and you got away in your daily life from magic and there was not like completely severed or separated or that you didn't have moments, but you got away from it for a a part of the year. And you began to recognize in this last little part of the end of the year that that magic, that creativity, that the queendom in you was an integral part of who you are and what made you happy. Mm. And you gained inspiration from the fact that you want to rediscover and recommit to it. Mm. Wow. It's deep because I didn't know. <laughs> First half of the year, there was a lot of magic. There was a lot of deep listening and to self and wisdom, which produces magic. A lot of knowing, a lot of knowing. And then you're right. It did go away. And for you, your word was out. What we talked about in the beginning of the year was finally showing up in the world, finally really putting your voice out in the world and your mark on what you do. You weren't so much a supporter, you were a leader, a full, fully, uh, not fully developed, but like a fully embodied leader. And you know, when you just said that, what brought up for me, it didn't as much happen in my personal life as that, as I expected that to be, but it happened in my work that it hadn't happened in a while. So I'm telling you how your word came up. That's what I was going to say. And that's not what you... Sorry for interrupting you. I just got excited because I had not thought about it like that before. I hadn't until I said it just now. Yeah. 
well, clearly it was like it occurred to yeah. both of us. So it's cool. Yeah. You did come out and you, you fell in love with your work again and you really did come out and show up as a leader. And in, in a way that people loved because you are such an incredible leader and you as a leader, people try so hard in their roles as leaders to do it in a way that is really, I don't know, admirable or, or respectable. I'm not sure what the word is, but in a way, not that it's people pleasing, but in a way that gives everybody the th- that amazing balance for leaders of giving everybody the space to be themselves while also genuinely steering something that you are well equipped to steer. And you did that and it was phenomenal. And you took some risks at work too, of leading even though some people were not comfortable. In your personal life, it was all the stuff that everybody have to go back and listen to the last six months of the podcast because it was all the stuff that came up from July on. And that was in your personal life. And that was not what you expected. Not at all. This is what I needed. Yeah, don't. that's not to be said casually. It's what had to happen. Yeah. It had to happen. Totally. I agree. I don't think either of us knew how much it needed to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't even believe the amount of growth and change you've had in this year, which we are talking about later in the year. Yep. All right. Intentions. All right. Here I'm we go. excited for our session. Love you. Love you. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.